listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from New York City. Hello everyone, I'm breathing a sigh of relief because shelter is out in the world. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that and where things are at with me personally and professionally and creatively and uh, I'll kick it off with first the record, so yes, it's out into the world. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so happy about it. I, I'm, I'm reading comments and people seem really happy with it, and that's how it should be. As we see something go out into the world, we we hope for the best, and I think that it's doing what I wanted it to do. It's, um, it's offering the next chapter of this whole journey that I'm on, and I won't lie to you, there was. Uh, there was a good amount of emotion when it happened. I had, I definitely had some tears, which I didn't expect. I think that last uh, story that I wrote really got to me when I was talking about the track meet as a kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it hit me pretty hard getting that out to the world. Even though it seemed, it seems like kind of a small thing, it was a very, very big thing for me in my life, and I'm, I'm really touched with the feedback that I'm getting. So here I am, I'm in my studio, and behind the scenes, I think that what probably, obviously what you guys wouldn't know is that I'm, I'm really trying to settle down after living out of hotels and sublets all over the place for the past seven years. Um, my efforts are now pointed towards being settled down finally in my life. And I had a situation where the person that I was subletting from had had moved away and uh, she actually came back to New York and really wants her place back. So I went into a panic and started looking at apartments all through the tri-state area in New York City. And I finally found a place yesterday, which I'm going to call headquarters. It's a, it's a railroad apartment and if anyone's ever uh, seen one of those it's a long narrow kind of corridor type of place but what's really cool is that it's going to have a little office space for the first time in my life and that brings me to my next project I'm going to start uh, writing and I'm working with with uh, a fellow onwarder and someone who's become a friend of mine uh, named Ulrika and also somebody named Meredith who are, who's helping me with these, uh, they're, they're both helping me with the book stuff. And I want to publish at long last those journals that I made as a kid traveling around. Writing the stories is really interesting for me. It was a journey because I'm not really used to writing in, in that way. So being able to sit down and go back into memory and write stories about all of the songs was extremely eye-opening for me. I learned a lot through it. Uh, a lot of what I, I think I covered like Roosevelt Island. Um, I covered 
boxing with a bunch of guys like in a college town and getting a rib broke, uh, homelessness, San Francisco, there's so many things, racing and a track meet as a kid. And <laughs> it, it, you know, it's funny, I, I went to a shrink earlier this year and the shrink was telling me, he's like, Bill, you live in a, I think your comfort zone is a place of yearning. And I really was walking around trying to figure out what he meant by that, but I think I'm starting to see. Um, I perhaps like all of us, I yearn for uh, my childhood, for the road. Um, I yearn to do projects, and I yearn for all this. So it's like a place of of yearning. And it's funny. I sometimes we live in the past or we live in the future, and it's very difficult to live in the now. So sitting down with those stories was like the actualization of. Uh, of my yearning and and from memory so that was really wonderful to start working on my voice as like a writer and what that narrative and those memoirs really would read like in written form so that that's been incredible for me and i want to just keep writing i've begun also to write songs so the next phase that we're going to go into is me writing by day in this new apartment that I've gotten. I've signed a lease for it for a year. So I'll be writing by day, and then as the day winds down, I will be writing songs. It is a little frustrating, I'm not gonna lie to you, because all I wanna do is write music right now. Um, And Patreon, and Onward, and the Onward Festival, and a lot of the projects that are going on right now, they they take me away from my guitar. But I just have to keep telling myself that that guitar is sitting there looking at me every day. And I'm going to get a record written. And so I'd like to have that come out in 2018. Which brings me to the next fork in the road. I spoke to my booking agent about touring and something happened with that in that he told me, you know, you're, you're really going to need some press. You're going to need um, X, Y, and Z. And I really didn't anticipate getting press for this album. And it's really, I, I'm, I met with like an industry that's kind of busy doing its thing. And it wants me to, to give them these tools that they feel that they need to get shows booked. And I'm not really sure where to go with that. I, I don't know how much interest I have um, in playing that game. Now that I'm independent, uh, it's not like a, a manager is going to call a cab company and they're going to pick me up and I'm going to get whisked down to downtown London and go up to the BBC and do radio shows. I just think that's a completely different kind of career. I am searching for a manager and I think that being a part of that kind of career has to happen on some level but I'm just I can't tell you like how rewarding this experience has been and if you look at the title of the album it's called Shelter and I think that through this entire year through I think it started Bill and Steve's Excellent Adventure uh, Facebook Lives performances uh, this podcast stories um, also Facebook Lives the lyric letters um, fan meet and greets, uh, bundles, t-shirts. I'm really proud of what I've accomplished this year. And I really have to say, again, many, many thanks to Lisa Whiteman because she was 
somebody who's who's stepped up and stepped forward in a kind of a really unsure time and she's really helped me i mean we go through trying to figure out how to register songs cover songs the registration of those cover songs getting them onto a digital platform figuring out how to get this stuff to you in a timely fashion it's a lot of administrative work it's good work though once upon a time i used to be a furniture mover uh, like I was writing in these stories, like when I was when I was probably 21 in San, San Francisco, and I remember just thinking, God, I'm lifting a damn armoire up four flights of stairs, and I'd come back to my boss, and he was sort of like, he 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 kind of offered me like some adult guidance in my younger life, and he 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 just said, Bill, you know what? It's hard work, but it's good work. You're helping people get set up in their life, and it's good work. And I really think there is good work and bad work. Um, There's toxic work, people who are in jobs that they don't want to be in, bosses that are abusive, so on. So I would never, in this environment, suffer from anything like that. And I really do believe it's good work, so I'm happy to do that work. My days kind of consist of, I wake up about 6.30, and I'm in bed by 11.00. Uh, I've been watching Narcos at night, and that kind of lets me take the pots off the, off the stove and let lets my mind settle down. And it's really that's really an interesting. God, is anyone watching that? It's crazy, Narcos. So much cocaine flooded in America in the '70s and '80s, and it's like really watching this story of where it actually came from and the lives that were lost giving people basically a recreational party drug. It's really fascinating stuff, looking at the economy of it and how nefarious and clandestine the whole operation was. Anyways, uh, Pablo definitely had an empire. (laughs) And it's interesting because his empire is sort of crumbling in this show. And I was thinking, wow, there's parallels actually in my own life because Augustine's, well, I'd never, I would never say we had an empire. We definitely had an infrastructure and it definitely crumbled. And I, I look back at these, um, these missteps and these mistakes that were made and it really undermined a really pure and beautiful project. But like I said in the last uh, story of Still I Rise, Eric's having a child. Uh, that's amazing. And I think he's getting a chance to finally be at home and be present for his relationship and in his life, which I'm like so happy for him. It's a little sad because I would love to do a reunion tour, but this is, this is life, you know, and I think he put off his role in his household um, and sacrificed that to be on the road and to do those shows. So this is, it's like really rewarding to watch him get excited about fatherhood. And I guess I would be Uncle Billy. So that's really exciting for all of us. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I really wanted to reach out to you guys about ideas because um, Rich and Jude, who are part of our community, uh, Rich was really helpful in giving me some ideas about the chapter and verse project. And I wanna let you know that I am open to ideas, so feel free. You can direct message me, you can post this publicly. Um, on what your ideas are, because I think that the best way to utilize the Patreon platform is to do something weekly. And admittedly, I think I might have had it a little bit wrong throughout the year at first, because I didn't want to, I felt like 
I I didn't want to bother anybody. I didn't want that Patreon to pop up in your inbox and bother you or um, annoy you. <clears throat> what I've come to realize is that people actually like it. So um, I've gotten some feedback that, you know, hey, we want more music. And I was thinking that's, I, I completely agree. So how would we want that music? The difficulty in, in recording music is that it's a bit expensive to record and it takes another person uh, involved with you to get that recorded and polished up and mastered and mixed and so on. And I think that what I'm finding is that I, when I don't have to ask people for help, that's when I'm at my best. So it's very difficult um, to, to get music recorded quickly. And as a person who's very economical and recycles um, ideas and refines them and um, like reinterprets them, I have a, a creative pool of ideas and I like, I really like to get the most out of them. So it's sometimes a little daunting to think about rattling off um, songs that I don't think are absolutely, it's like a, it's like a woodworker or something. They're not, they're not sanded. They're not, they're not polished. They're not ready. And I really always want to give my best to you guys. And, but then there's writers like Stephen Merritt from Magnetic Fields. And this guy, his, I think his debut record was called 69 Love Songs, which in fact was 69 songs. It was a triple album, I believe. So there is a way of doing it. I just have to get used to the, to the aesthetic of it. Um, I prefer to, like on Still I Rise, like I was listening to it yesterday. Um, if anyone's wondering if I listen to my own music, <clears throat> not really. But I did take a listen to it. And all that work at the end is by a, a violin player um, named Rob Moose. And he's actually, he plays with Anthony and the Johnsons. And he also plays with the, with, uh, the National and Bon Iver. So I really love those embellishments that he did. And I really love like the quality of it. I feel like the end with the, I, I, that, those were my vocals singing the kind of choir vocals. I love where we went to with that song, and that I think that kind of quality is something that I'm always shooting for with music. So, returning to the the beginning of this topic, I really want to keep the quality up. the The last thing I want to do is be one of those like YouTube guys that just you know, hey guys, I'm gonna play you a little song I I came up with, and like that's kind of it. It just seems like such a like a rickety and poor presentation of, of music, which has so much potential. Which brings me to my next topic. People have been asking about Spotify. It's not that I dislike Spotify because I think that it's a really nutritious, healthy thing to have access to uh, all kind of genres of music in your phone. And if you look at it, <clears throat> I think what happened with Augustine's is that we existed in this kind of like a baton handoff that went from um, people buying CDs and record stores and, and magazines for that matter. I think magazines are nearly obsolete now because, you know, all the, sub, all the, the content that they had that they put within, in those pages um, is now on blo in blog form for free online so the same thing happened with music in that if you like narcos there's netflix right so for i don't know it's ten dollars a month or something you can watch all you it's, it's like an all you can eat buffet all you and all you can watch buffet of of content for ten dollars and it's really like walmart 
And like Amazon, these one-stop shop things, that same kind of annexation of, of, of content, if creative content, is happening on a subscription model. And unfortunately, so it's really nice for us as consumers, and I, I'm doing it as well. I partake in Spotify, I partake in Netflix as well. But unfortunately what happens is that that whole, that like almost like a watering can that waters a garden, that water's not getting to those plants. Like that income's no longer rolling in for artists. And I would say my career at the moment is a little experimental and I am, I'm like partaking as a spectator just as much as somebody who's actually in it, living it, because I don't know what the answer is. I just know that if you look at the financial streams for artists, they were always were touring merchandise, i.e. the t-shirts and posters and stuff that people sell at shows, um, publishing, and sync licensing, right? So sync licensing is an arbitrary thing, as is press. You never know if you're going to get it. There's no way you could really submit for it. It generally seems to hover in orbit around artists that are on labels. And it's like a positioning tactic that companies do to get out in front of you because they want um, they want their they want to basically make their products credible, right? So they'll reach out for like music that's credible to be a vehicle to get that product to you. That's sync licensing, so that's not existing for me any longer. Um, there is touring and there's merchandise and uh, and publishing. So publishing's nice to have, but it doesn't really bring in any money. And there's album sales. So album sales are one of the last like vehicles the artists have to bring in money. And what that money is spent is for yet the next project, right? And I think unfortunately that's what happened to Augustine's is that, that any kind of income that came in was no longer for our bills and our rent. It was really only to keep uh, gas or petrol in the bus to pay for the bus to get us to the next show and we were just caught in this place that we couldn't get out of that nothing was coming in for us to be able to live on anymore so I'm I'm at the I'm at the fork in the road with this thing because what I, I put this question out for you guys what would you do if you were me if if I can't monetize an album to make its money back so I'm not in profit so if money comes in, it will create um, it will create a pool of money for me to make another record. The profit line is the problem that, because the pro when you get over the profit, that's when you are able to pay bills and have a quality of life. So I'm not quite there yet, but it's a great question. So I'm staying off of Spotify at the moment so I can make another record. That's the truth of the matter, and I think. Uh, as we can see um, with I don't, Trump and all these people who are kind of getting dragged through courts and stuff with their, you know, their pasts coming out, you just, want, you just look at them and you say, God, why didn't you just, why don't you just be honest with, with people? That would have saved you so much grief. And I think that that's not a bad way to conduct my career. Just be honest. Um, sorry for the loud street noise. Brooklyn style. <laughs> so yeah, I'm being honest. That's really what I'm, the reason I'm staying off of Spotify is so I can, 
um, get resources to make the next record and make my money back and get to and I get, recouping is what we what musicians call it. So I can recoup and make another record. So until that happens, I think Spotify is going to be a slightly threatening thing. And I urge, I urge like musicians that are looking at more of a boutique model, um, uh, not being a part of the system, they really have to look at it like. Yes, you could be on playlists. Yes, people could access you. Yes, your music will get around. There's no way to track that or know how far out that is going or what the reach is. Uh, like I said, when I looked at when Augustine's ended, I had never looked at our Spotify numbers, but they were in the millions. It was like five million, four million, three million. You know, all the you know that was the number of people or listens that had happened through our career in the top five songs. And those were people that no longer needed to buy a CD. So that's unfortunately what ended the good ship Augustine's. So I'm like wary of it and I don't really know where to go. Although I think that I can get creative on it. But for people who are asking about Spotify, those are my thoughts. Uh, like I said, I'm always open to new ideas. I'm just not really sure how to proceed with that. Okay, so I'm not being evicted. That's great. I've, I've secured another headquarters the book is coming that will be my next project as well as writing songs and i want your thoughts i'm feeling gratitude and i'm feeling happiness seeing that the album got out there and the album was done literally in 10 days with a very small budget i was riding around on my motorcycle i pulled over at a studio in croatia to do um to do one of the tracks I recorded at my friend's house in Spain, in northern Spain, to, uh, uh, one of the tracks. I recorded up at Peter Cadis' studio, studio with Eric and the Pela and Augustine's camp for many of the tracks, and I'm really proud of it. So maybe we've developed a template here. Um, if this works for everybody as uh, an approved record that people feel or feel that's of quality then i'm on board i think i can make records like this so i want to get started on another one if you have ideas for projects for patreon please let me know you can dm me or let me know and the jury is still out on the spotify thing and let's all keep an eye on it together because i i have i have great concerns for my fellow musicians i don't really know what the answer is right now for them i think once you put it out into the world, it's hard to know how many, what, what, like, if you look at the data of it, like, how many people do have this record? And I think that data is what the booking agent is talking about, not knowing how many tickets he can uh, project for these clubs, right? So he has to walk in and say, hey, club, this is how well the album's doing. There's no longer any way to track album sales. This is what we think it's doing. <laughs> this press validates that it's doing well this is our projected ticket sales for the evening and this is what we think bill can do so that's the tools that that guy needs it's all kind of silly isn't it doesn't it seem like marketing research it doesn't seem like music any longer so the two paths that i'm walking is trying to give this industry or what's left of it that are still willing to work with me trying to give them the tools they need trying to be informed on the ever-changing landscape of digital music, um, press, and beyond, and also be a creative and stay present for my community, which is, frankly, my salvation. You guys as my community has allowed me to make this record. 
and it's allowing me to work on this book and it's allowing me to write these stories. So I thank you first and foremost. Um, I thank Ulrika, Meredith, Lisa, I thank Laura and Emma and the people that are helping with Onward Fest and I thank all of you. And that's just a little, a little glimpse at what's on, on my table in my workshop. So thank you guys all very much for being a part of this. Let's create more. Let's support each other. Let's support other artists. When I do Onward Fest in June, we're now talking about how that's actually going to look. Trying to wrap my head around doing like a movie night. I, I do, if anybody remembers on my Journals, Map Stories and Songs tour, I had a screen and I had a projector. I still own that stuff. So we can, we can do a movie night. We're trying to figure out exactly how to do that out in the, out in the woods. But a lot of what, uh, some of my favorite radio in America is National um, Public NPR, National Public Radio. And it's very listener supported and it's sort of like a co-op where everyone has a voice and people really advocate certain kind of content and they, they're getting really quality stuff and it's not glossy, it's not um, commercial radio and it's kind of a power to the people type of uh, radio format. And I think that, that my Onward community is something similar. So I encourage you guys to keep the ideas coming. I wanna thank you once again. This is a celebration, I'm not gonna lie to you. I got some wine last night, did a little cooking and uh, I've just really celebrated the fact that I am holding my own, as in my picture in my underwear there, looking like an old uh, boxer. <laughs> I'm holding my own in a very strange world that can be quite depressing sometimes in a very an ever-changing cutthroat industry. I'm holding my own. So I raised a glass and I celebrated a little bit last night. It's not always a pretty fight, but it's a fight that I'm happy to be a part of. And I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Okay, you've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from New York City. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.